Hey everybody, welcome back to Enter the Nerd Zone, the show where we come at you with twin fists of fury. I am Jay. And this is Pete. Alrighty, so <laughs> we've been teasing this for a while, talking Wait, about some of the- Let me guess, yep. let me guess. Yep, go we're, for it. We're going to talk about Jason Siegel and John Luke Picard. Pretty close. We are going to talk about Steven Seagal and sort of his counterpart there in the uh, late 80s, early 90s martial arts action films. One, Jean-Claude Camille Francois Van Varenberg, a.k.a. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Is he the guy who used to go Rob Van Damme in the ring? Oh, wait, that's a different guy, too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Rob Van Damme actually sued him for that for all that. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually, I'm actually surprised. Uh, you know, Van Dam didn't sue Rob Van Dam for that whole thing. Well, it's funny, you know, and uh, we've probably talked about this before. Uh, mm-hmm. The me and my buddy from Fat Guys, we, you know, we do all our trips. I, I met Rob Van Dam, and it's, right. it's funny how much he looks like Jean Claude Van Dam. I mean, I think that's why. I think that's where his whole gimmick came up with. You know, he he looks like um. Uh, he he does the helicopter kick, you know, like uh, JCVD does, and uh, you know the whole martial arts thing. And, Listen to uh, you, JCVD, you're all professional and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a player in Hollywood. So, <laughs> oh god, so here we go. The laughing JCVD. <laughs> That's gonna be his name. Anyway, all right. So the laughing stops and the the serious begins. <laughs> That's right, because, you know, <clears throat> when we talk Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme, we have to be serious because they are serious actors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I think you're, you know what? It's funny that you say that because I think mm-hmm. Steven Seagal really thinks he's, a, you know, a serious actor at times. Like some of his stuff is like, OK, it's all over the top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say if there's one sort of trademark and, and you know, you, you said he thinks he's a serious actor. I think. Steven Seagal thinks he's a serious everything, uh, a musician, an actor, a lawman, a politician. Uh, I know he's a Buddhist, even though some people are like, yeah, sure, whatever. And he's supposed to be, you know, some not the Dalai Lama, but like uh, uh, another Lama or some somebody like that said he's like the ninth reincarnation of some famous and I'm just like, oh, c- come on, man! A, <laughs> You're an actor. <laughs> he's the size of an elephant. That's what. That's probably the closest he is to anything being real. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I know fat guys and little coats just got, you know, you guys got revamped and retooled. You know, he he he'd make a great third host there. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he'd be a good guy. <laughs> anyway, it's all right. We love you, Steven Seagal. Not really. Um, so let's start with him, I guess. I mean, these two guys. Well, let's talk with kind of both of them. Because they're yeah. they're very similar in you know because they started in what the late late eighties both of them kind yeah. of came out and they came out like fire right yeah they were kind of like banging out movies like one right after the other and you know and I think the thing is is in the beginning the two of them actually had some pretty good <sighs> movies because I I just pulled up Steven Seagal's filmography. Um, first three movies: Above the Law, Hard to Kill, Marked for Death. I mean, these were some great films, uh, you know, and on the other side, Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, he had this first movie called Cyborg, which was really kind of out there. A lot of people might not have really seen it, but then you get like Kickboxer and Bloodsport. Um, So, I mean, yeah, these guys, like their career started out like they were shot out of a cannon and it was sort of like, you know, wow, you know, here come the two big action stars of the kind of maybe taken over for like a Stallone or a Chuck Norris or something like, like here's phase two, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And this was like the same time as Arnold. So, I mean, a lot of these movies, I mean, this was the, this was the popularity of, of the time, right? I mean, like now we have the Marvels and the superheroes, these, you know, kind of karate, you know, bad cop, good cop type of movies were, were the early nineties. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, when you, when you look at, you know, that era you know, where we grew up like that, that whole 80s era, you know, we had these action movies and you had like, you know, your Stallones and your Schwarzeneggers, which were more, you know, they were more sort of like soldier. You know, you had, 
your John Rambo, and then you had Schwarzenegger when he wasn't the Terminator. He was, you know, he was the commando, or he was, you know, hunting for the predator. So, you know, big guys with big guns. Then you have Seagal and Van Damme. Now, Seagal also, too, he played, like, cops and things like that. So, you know, he, he did do gunplay and whatnot, but they brought their martial arts to it, which was sort of like... Like, that was a great added dimension, I thought, because I, I mean, I grew up watching those cheesy kung fu films. I really loved them, and I love seeing the martial arts come to the screen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I thought, you know, at first, Steven Seagal, especially, I mean, he, oh, well, no, Van Damme was definitely the, you know, the the beginning of, like, UFC, like, the way he fought and, and then the reincarnation of Chuck Norris, right? Yeah, yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah, yeah, you know, where Chuck Norris, you know, he did he kind of brought his martial arts into like a very contemporary, you know, he would be like a lawman or like a soldier, but he would you know, he would always kind of default to the martial arts, you know. He he would always have kind of like a big final fight with like the big boss or something. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I actually loved and I saw like I wasn't as much of a Jean-Claude Van Damme fan as I was Steven Seagal, but those mm-hmm. first like six movies of his, I was at the theater the day it opens, and I couldn't get my reserved seats, and I couldn't use Movie Pass at the time, so I had <laughs> I had to like stand in line to see, uh, you know, Steven Seagal. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, you know, when he came out, you know, um, don't, like I said, those first three movies, you know, they were pretty good. Um, y- you know, I mean, the acting, I mean. Even back then, you know, I knew <clears throat> I'm not going to go see Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Seagal. I'm not seeing them to see, oh, wow, maybe they're going to win an Oscar for their awesome acting. No, you know, I, I want really good action. And I think one of the things that I kind of liked about Steven Seagal films, and I like this in the beginning, but kind of near the end, it's kind of become like a joke with him, was with his style of martial arts, you know, he was like, he was breaking arms, you know, which was like, when I first saw that on screen, when he's getting into these close quarter fights and he's like, you know, the hands are going like 100 miles an hour and he's twisting guys' arms and snapping their elbows back. I was like, whoa, I hadn't seen this on screen. This was cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, yeah, oh, yeah, because you see him like, you know, it's just snapping the arm here and there. Because, you know, like you said, Schwarzenegger and, and Stallone were just like shooting the hell out of people where these guys were kind of like breaking stuff and, they were using the weapons, but it was kind of like secondary. They were using their hands, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Seagal was using his hands. He wasn't really, you know, and look, I'm I am not, you know, a big expert on every single martial art out there, but he, he practices Aikido, which is more use of the hands. Like he like he doesn't really kick. You don't really see him kicking in films. You know, and then later on, as as he kind of put on weight, I mean, that was kind of like the thing. It's like, you know, he's too fat to kick, um, <laughs> you know, where, you know, my man, JCVD, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's that's like like that. That was his big thing. Like, you know, I joked up front with him and Rob Van Dam with the hell, but the helicopter kick. It was almost like in those early films, you were like, oh, man, when's the helicopter kick coming? You know, <laughs> now this guy, well, Van Dam has been in, he's still in shape. I don't think he's ever been out of shape versus. Steven Seagal, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was, um, I think when Expendables 2 was coming out, where uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was the villain, and I just got to say, in that Expendables series, he was the most memorable villain, because he really sort of, like, the Expendables kind of for, for us was sort of like, hey, remember those really great action movies of the 80s where... We didn't use CGI like we blew stuff up and the acting was kind of bad and the villains were really over the top. Well, Jean-Claude Van Damme, his villain was like, I was like, oh, my God, he is such an 80s villain. He is so cheesy. He is so campy. I love it. Yeah, I think that's what I liked about that movie. Uh, I mean, they were not good. But um, what was good about them is that like it was kind of like like baseball. It was an all star game of. uh of movie stars or action stars doing doing a show, right? And it was it was what it was, right? They brought it back to 1980, whatever it was, but it was good. And like you said, Van Damme was his, his typical bad guy self 
in in that movie. Really cheesy, but you know, again, still Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, you know, and that's something like I, I think what was great about the Expendables movies were, you know, in the eighties we didn't see, you know, Jean Claude Van Damme fight a uh, Sylvester Stallone or an Arnold Schwarzenegger, and now we're getting that. You know, we're seeing them not only team up, but you know. Okay, first film it was it was Eric Roberts. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Second film, you know, it's a big showdown between Stallone and Jean Claude Van Damme. Third film, it's a big showdown between Stallone and Mel Gibson. I mean, you know, we didn't get that in their prime. You know, when we were growing up, we got to get it now, and I think that's why I really love those films. Yeah, they're not really well written. I mean, there's, I mean, I don't know. I think there's a plot. There has to be a plot. I mean, it's a movie. There has to be a plot in there somewhere. <laughs> There's a plot there somewhere, yeah. But it's like, it's big guns, big explosions, and, you know, sort of like, yeah, like you said, like these all-stars teaming up and, like, fighting each other, which which was just great. <laughs> so, you know, like, when we were kids, like, I always wanted to see a Schwarzenegger versus Stallone movie of some kind. And that was the same thing with Seagal and Van Damme. I thought that would be a great mix as well uh, yeah yeah but you know think think about the egos on these two guys i mean they're, they're not going to share a screen they're not going to share a script because they both have to be on top so there's there's just no way that was happening back then yeah that's true so do you think seagal is kind of like the um the opposite of tom cruise like he's in like because tom cruise is an action star right but he thinks you know he's definitely a strange bird but in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is, is yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise, yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of a strange guy. He's out there. But you know what? Like, those Mission Impossible films, um, the Jack Reacher films, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go watch him. I, you know, to this day, I will still watch him. And the weird thing is, is, like, I'm not really a big Tom Cruise fan. Like, I don't know. Like, when I see him on screen, I'm just like, my God, somebody punched this guy in the face. But... I'll go and see his movies where Seagal has just become, yeah, he's a wacky and strange guy, but he is just so far out there. It's just like, you know, you know, it's like, hey, Stephen, hi, over here. This is reality. Can, can, can you come back to us for a minute? Like he is just way out there. <laughs> yeah, I watched this cop show that like a couple times and I'm like, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, dude, this is ridiculous. Go back to make it out for justice. Um so can, can, can you imagine that? Like if you were, I think, I think it was in Louisiana or something. Yeah. Yeah. Could, yeah. Could you imagine if you get pulled over and it's just like, all right, man, license registration. <laughs> like, like, what would you, what would you do if you got pulled over by Steven Seagal? I'll be like, am I getting punked? What the hell? Where's Austin Kirsch, Krishner, whatever his name is, that did the punk thing, <laughs> whatever the kid from, uh, the that dude, 90, where's my car? That, yeah. Right. That 80 show, 70 show, whatever the heck it was called. Right. And like, What's going on here, really? Seriously, you know, if Jean Jean Claude Van Damme or Jean Luc Picard came to my window, then I'd be like, "Well, this is cool, right?" But some fat guy who thinks he was an actor one time thinks he can pull me over. I don't think so. Yeah, I would think like, <laughs> "Wait, are we shooting a film here?" That's right. Like, is this Under Siege Six? Wait, what's going on? <laughs> Do you need my uh, signature, my release form? <laughs> yeah, right. So, all right, let's get let's talk about their movies a little bit. Um, sure, sure. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, some of them are actually very good. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, good in that, I don't know how to say that. But, uh, so... Well, good for what they were. Yeah, exactly. So my favorite yeah. Steven Seagal movie was Out for Justice, and that's the one with... Um, mm -hmm. Where he gets, like, his his wife gets killed, right? And then... Yeah. The son goes and stays with the cop, and he's, like, he goes back out, and he's... Is that... Well, who else was in that movie with him? Was that the one with Kelly LeBrock? Yes. Was she in that one? Yes. Yeah. His was... his wife at the time, Kelly LeBrock, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she was around at the time, too. But that movie was, like, really – I liked that movie. I thought that that was just – you know, as my buddies and I, when we were younger, we'd go see these movies we called a 187, a murder-death-kill movie. So mm -hmm. it was just it was just that type of movie. It's kind of sad with the wife getting killed at the beginning. But, um, again, him just going out there and just – kicking everyone's behind was fantastic <laughs> and his his buddy turns on him it's it's really good 
Yeah, I mean, I thought that was a great film. Uh, I would say from Steven Seagal, my favorite film was Under Siege. Um, you know, that's the one where, you know, he is he's on. I think it's actually the USS Missouri, which is a very famous battleship. Uh, it's where Japan surrendered World War Two. Uh, the ship was going to be retired. Uh, the captain of the ship, he was retiring. Um, and, you know, he's on board like we think, oh, he's just the cook on the ship here. Uh, and Tommy Lee Jones comes aboard with some mercenaries, Gary Busey. Uh, who's like the second in command on the ship is like a turncoat and they're going to take over the ship and steal the nuclear missiles. And, you know, Steven Seagal, he's not a cook. He's actually, you know, triple secret unknown special forces guy that was supposed to be kicked out of the military, but this captain really loved him, made him a cook. And, you know, he single-handedly kind of takes back the ship. Um, I mean, I thought it was a great film. I loved like the co-stars Tommy Lee Jones, Gary Busey in it. Um, I mean, to me, I think like that for him was like the height of his film career right there under siege. Because after that, whoa, he fell off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know that I liked that one, and I think every movie before before Under Siege, yeah, we had some woman with her her friends hanging out, and I, there was a, uh, a Playboy mate in that movie. That jumps out of the cake, and all. that's what I remember out of that movie. I know you liked Gary Busey, but I'll go with the boobies. Um, <laughs> well, well, here's the thing: because right <laughs> after Under Siege, next film he makes on Deadly Ground. Now I didn't. That's the one I didn't see. I think I stopped there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the one with Michael Caine. Um, you know, that was sort of like th- this is where he started getting into like. The saving the environment and, uh, you know, he was sort of like, again, I mean, and that's the thing is like in, in the beginning of his film career, like his first couple of films, like he's a cop, you know, he's like that gritty cop, you know, you can't tell him what to do, plays by his own rules. Then it kind of starts with Under Siege where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm super secret unknown special forces. Like I train the special forces guy and like. Each movie after that, it's like this mysterious CIA special forces background gets expanded out where it's like, uh, uh, okay, your character can do everything. It's like, well, he come did, on now. You know, he did like a lot of his other, his his movies moving forward into the two thousands were were horrible. Um, but I liked him in in Executive Decision. I know he dies in that movie. Spoiler alert. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but I thought he did a good job there. I, I really thought that was kind of like okay, maybe he's turning the turning the page and coming back to reality because he again he did like Glimmerman, the Glimmerman with. Um, with uh, Damon, Keenan, uh, yeah, was it Keenan Ivory Wayne's yeah. or Damon Wayne's? Keenan, it was one of the Wayne's. Yeah, one of the Wayne's boys, <laughs> and that was okay. Um, but you, you're right. I mean, some of these other ones in between, on Deadly Ground, Under Siege Two was eh. Um, oh, that was awful. You know, um, Fire Down Below was kind of after. Oh that stuff. my yeah. god, that was that was him singing. Yeah. That's that's the one where he actually. You know, he gets on, he, he picks up his guitar, he's at some hillbilly convention, he starts singing, and I was like, oh man, this this guy is so out of touch with reality. Is that kind of <laughs> like the Spider-Man 3 when they start doing the, uh, the singing montage with uh, Peter Parker? Um, yeah, yeah, and it's almost like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I don't know, because they they're both pretty bone-chilling, <laughs> like, I, I don't know which one was worse. <laughs> yeah, because after that, I mean, Steven Seagal went completely downhill i mean he went crazy and then everything that he made from two, 2000 on was a direct video he's kind of like he turned into like nicholas cage yeah it's almost sort of like you know they hand him a script and he's just like i'll do it you know like he doesn't even read it <laughs> right. and, and 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 in between you know he started like the steven seagal lawman series where yeah he's like i bet you didn't know uh, i used to be uh, i was a cop or you know he was sworn in as a deputy or whatever and i'm you know, again, it's like, dude, what are you doing? And the, the crazy thing about, like, 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 I watched a couple episodes of that, Steven Seagal, Lawman. And it was like, whenever he would kind of confront a suspect, it's like, if the suspect was, like, African-American, he'd be like, you know, sup, brother? You know, and if it was like, and this was crazy, and I saw this in a couple of episodes, if the suspect was, like, Asian... 
he would like bow to them. And if the suspect was like Hispanic, like he would speak Spanish, but it was like he was mumbling. So I'm like, is he speaking Spanish or is he <laughs> pretending? I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like he thinks he's a cop and he thinks he can lie. I'm like, oh my God, man. Like, re- you know, reality is calling. Please come back to us. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's off the reservation, I think. I mean, he did like 16 movies in 2016. All director, it's they're all the same movies, just a different cover. It's really, it, it really is sad. And uh, I know that he's, like you said, he's he's a Buddhist. He's a whatever. Um, like I said, that's kind of why I said he's kind of like the Tom Cruise, except in a different direction. Because Tom Cruise, anything he puts out, he may be the craziest bastard in the planet, but his movies are good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he still knows how to make a good movie. Like that, that latest Mission Impossible is coming out. You know, I see the previews for it, and I'm like, I'm going. Like, yeah, he's a nut job, and you know, say what you want about Scientology and all that, but you know what? I could still make a movie, and I'll still go see him. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So before we go to Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, top five Steven Seagal movies by our favorite people that we talk about all the time. Okay. All right. So number five, Hard to Kill. That's the one with. That's the one where he's. Uh, that's not Alpha Justice. Alpha Justice was. Hard to Kill is the one I was talking about, not out for justice before, with Katie LeBrock. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I do like that one. Number four. That, is yeah, it's a good one. Out for justice. He's, uh, Stephen Scott plays a, finds himself trying to find a crazy killer, which is pretty much every movie he's in. Uh, <laughs> True. Above the Law, which is kind of like his first one. That's Yeah, that was kind of like his first one. Uh, I think, yeah, he goes after the mob and, and crooked cops. And, and Sharon Stone's in this movie. So you know he's getting oh, some decent right. actors in his movies at you know at the beginning. In the then, beginning, yeah. yeah. Then they all like, okay, it's time to get away from him. He's probably <laughs> more of a pariah than Mel Gibson is. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> number two, Mark for Death, which I I don't know. This is kind of like the uh, the one with the uh, Jamaicans, right? The Jamaicans ones and the voodoo, and he actually I think early on or halfway through he he thinks he kills the main bad guy, but it turns out they were twins. Yeah. So, and it, yeah. So they have this as number two and number one, they have under siege, which I can see that. I think that was probably one of his, these five were his best movies. And if you notice they're before the, he starts going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Which, like I said, like under siege was kind of like, that was the pinnacle of his career. And then it's just like, he just, he just jumped off that cliff and like, yeah, executive decision. He had that sort of cameo in it, and I sort of thought like, oh, okay, he kind of smartened up and maybe got his head on straight. And then he just, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to do Fire Down Below, and I'm going to sing, and I'm going to be like an agent of the EPA, but I really, I'm a triple green beret secretly, you know, and it's like, come on, man. <laughs> and, and don't forget, too, don't forget, too, Steven Seagal. One time only hosted Saturday Night Live and got a lifetime ban. Did he really? I didn't know that. Be- he host. Well, you you know he hosted Saturday Night Live, right? Or I he- I knew that he did, but I didn't really at the time. I wasn't really watching it. Yeah, he he hosted Saturday Night Live, and they said that behind the scenes he was so difficult to work with that Lauren Michaels was like, you know, yeah, he's never coming back. <laughs> um, they just said he was he was a complete a hole like they just they just said it was just like they were just like oh my god let's let's not put him in sketch like let's really minimize his screen time because he's such a jerk and i think that's why down the road you know these expendables movies are coming out and they're like yeah we'll, we'll you know what we're gonna ask mel gibson we're, we're not gonna ask steven seagal you right, know exactly <laughs> so now let's talk about his counterpart um and I say counterpart because they kind of were, like I said, they're in the same time time frame. Jean Claude Van Damme, or the Jean- muscles from Brussels, or as I call him, Jean Luc Picard. Um, <laughs> sure, <laughs> which both have very good uh, resumes. His resume now is a lot better. Does that make sense? It's a, it's a lot stronger. Yes. It's a lot stronger. I think he, you know, he he had a great beginning. He kind of died in the middle, and he's kind of bringing himself back, right? That's kind of how his his career went, you would say? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he had some great early films. I think he started making some bad decisions. Um, Drugs got away. Who knows what it is, yeah. but 
Um, then he started doing kind of some direct to, to DVD stuff. And then, um, yeah, he, he, he kind of made a comeback. Um, and again, too, I mean, I think just like Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he, he had a big ego. Um, I think one of the things you could, you could see in his films is I think he's a big narcissist. Like, he loves... You know, when they do these training montages, he's always got to be like shirtless and doing the big split and flexing his muscles. And, you know, like he, he loves himself a lot. Yeah. You know, I think that's definitely a staple of a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I'm but sorry, If I looked like him, I'd be loving myself all the time. Oh, yeah, I'd be. Yeah, I'm, yeah, close, I, to, I, I'm <laughs> close to the Seagal than I am Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. But uh, yeah, I, I think like early on, I think he had a lot of success. He was he had a pretty good formula for movies. Then I think kind of in the middle there, he started making some bad decisions. And I'm looking right at you, Street Fighter, the movie, because, oh, man, <laughs> I'll tell you what, <laughs> mo- that, that movie is horrible. Ahead. That movie's horrible. It's it's just god awful. But let's let's kind of look at his early stuff first, because, uh, you know, for me. If I were to think about what is my favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, uh, I would say one of his earliest movies was Bloodsport. Um, that was one of my favorites. That's the one where he enters sort of this underground fighting tournament called the Kumite. Um, you know, there's this big rival, um, big muscle-bound guy. Uh, the actor's name is Bolo Young. Um, you know, and he has the big showdown. And it was great because it was like, like you said, it was kind of the beginning of UFC because the premise of that tournament was it was open to every single martial art fighting style out there. And, you know, I mean, it just showcased him at his best, like doing martial arts. And I don't know. I just I loved it. So and was, I, was that movie like wasn't he supposed to be like revenging his brother or something like that? Or he 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 was trained by like a Japanese uh, master like um the the guy was was teaching his son um, Jean Claude Van Damme uh, kind of like pulled a prank on like some somebody dared him to like oh go in that house and steal the sword or something um, the guy caught him and then he's like please train me and he's like I won't train you but my son needs like a training partner um, but then I guess like he kind of wins their respect he starts uh, training Jean Claude Van Damme the son actually dies i think not like was murder i think like maybe an accident or something like that so jean-claude van damme's like keep training me because i want to enter this kumite you know in in his honor in your honor and you know that's kind of where it went you know i'm thinking of kickboxer that's what that's what i was thinking of and again that's just like all the other seagal movies you kind of get them confused a little bit but... oh you absolutely that's the thing is i think especially early on like with like like you know you look at Seagal's first three movies, which was like, you know, Above the Law, um, Hard to Kill, and, and Mark for Death. And it's like, they're so similar that it's easy to mix them up. <laughs> and then, you know, Kickboxer, Bloodsport, and then when he did that movie, The Quest, which to me was, you know, Bloodsport, but set in the past. Like, they're, they, they are kind of similar. So, you know, it's, it's easy to really sort of talk about one and then realize... Oh wait a minute! That wasn't Bloodsport. That was actually Lionheart, you know, because they're so similar. Yeah, oh yeah. So I have two kind of favorite movies of uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, the mm-hmm. first one, I believe, was like his first film, No Treat, No Retreat, No Surrender. Do you remember that movie? Oh yeah, I do. And and I mean, he did have um, he did have a uh, he he wasn't really the main focus in that one. No, but he didn't talk right? in that movie, so that made it great. <laughs> you know, it was about a kid that was uh, getting like I think Jean Claude Van Damme kills his brother in the ring or something like that, and then he wants probably he wants to, he wants to get revenge. It seems like that's kind of like the uh, the the uh, way v- Jean Claude Van Damme's life uh, movies were going. He's either revenging someone or he killed somebody, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> so I really, exactly. I really like that one. That was 1986. I I think I know why I like this movie. I had a friend Jason that. Uh, Eventually, he moved away when I was younger, and uh, we watched that movie all the time. So maybe that's why I'm really kind of fond of it, because he, he really loved that movie, and we watched 
all the time. Every time I get into his house, he's either that or the Bruce uh, Bruce Lee movie with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Which one's that one? Uh, that's Game of Death. And it's funny that you mentioned Bruce Lee because I'm now remembering – because I was thinking of a different early film of his, and you could see how they, they – they, but No Retreat, No Surrender. Yeah, he kills the guy's brother, so the guy wants revenge. He's the, – the, the kid in the movie, who knows who he is. Um, he is trained – by the ghost of Bruce Lee. That's right. Yes, yes. To fight Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love it. The stuff in the eighties. You gotta love That's it. That's the eighties right there. That, that is like that. That came out right after Back to the Future. So, oh, there's a reference. Uh, gotta get it in. So, so you know. So you know, it's like it's not bad. It came out right after Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is bad. So now, my, so, well, my other yeah, well, favorite movie and. And it's not one of these where he kicks. I mean, he's you know he's not his shirt's on most of the time. Uh, <laughs> it's time cop. Time cop. I yeah. I yeah, love time yeah. cop. I thought that was actually pretty good. It really bombed in the theater, from what I remember. Um, but it was it was. I liked the story premise of Time Cop. Now, if you haven't seen Time Cop, spoiler alert: uh, it's 1984. I mean, 1994. So you should have saw it by now. Uh, <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme is a uh, cop in the future, and I guess at some point in time, yes, his wife gets killed, and he's always like obsessed with why his wife got killed. Now he got killed, and um, the bad guy in the movie is Ron Silver. Uh, Ron Silver was a, a great actor who passed away a little bit too uh, too early. Mia, Sor- mm-hmm. Mia is it Mia Sierra? Sierra? How you say her name? Sorvino? No, S A R A. Sierra? Sierra? Mia Sarah. Yes, Mia Sarah. She's in mm-hmm. it, and I like. She was a piece uh, back then. <laughs> um, but so basically, he goes back in time to try to change something, and then he changes time again. It, it it's kind of. Uh, I guess it kind of like Back to the Future. So he has to go back and fix it, right? So that's part of why I liked it so much. But I just thought he was it, – it was it was different. He wasn't like, you know, kicking – he was kicking butt. But he wasn't wearing – he was wearing his cop shirt and he was – it kind of had like that time time traveling aspect. I thought it was – I thought it was different from what he's done, bef- you know, before that. And then and there's my dog going crazy. Um <laughs> No, we can't have a show without my dog going crazy. And the other one I really That's liked right. was Sudden Death. Did you see Sudden Death? Sudden Death, the hockey movie. Yeah, <laughs> I thought That's... that. I thought that was good too. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it, except for um, except for the part where he actually suited up as the goalie and he made a save, like in the game. I was kind of like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where it jumped the shark. I get it, but overall, I thought the concept was pretty decent. And again, it fit into that time frame of what those movies were. So, I mean, well, it, it was good because you know early on his films were really kind of strictly martial arts stuff. Um, you know, you have Bloodsport Kickboxer where he's kind of entering these tournaments or training for like a big sort of like one-on-one showdown. Uh, he had Lionheart where. You know, he does kind of like underground fighting to sort of raise money because his his brother was killed. So stuff like Time Cop and Sudden Death were sort of like, yeah, he's kind of expanding out there. He's sort of like trying different stuff with it. Um, Universal Soldier, right? That's kind of like um, that was with Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, him and Dolph Lundgren. And then there was actually, after that, a whole sort of direct-to-video series, which I never watched. I mean, that one wasn't bad either, you know, where they were these soldiers, I think, from Vietnam, that they sort of, like, revived them and they turned them into these, like, killing machines. And it was, yeah, you know, it was something different. It was good to see him kind of do something different. And then he did Street Fighter. (laughs) Then he did Street Fighter. But, like, Universal Soldier was kind of like a Terminator because it was around the same time as Terminator 2. So I guess that I, we can see how the movie trends of like the action went from this this kind of stuff now to like the Marvel and the and I dare say Justice League and those type of things. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I mean, I still and that's why, you know, again, they weren't great films and I don't think they were meant to be great films I think they were meant to sort of be homages to these 80s action films like the Expendables films were great because I was sort of like man I haven't seen a good action film like this in so long it's kind of nice to see 
the big explosions and the big guns and the the cheesy one-liners and you know now it like you said it's an all-star cast you know Dolph Lundgren Jet Li Stallone um Schwarzenegger has cameos in it Bruce Willis had a couple cameos like getting all these 80s action stars and, and like early 90s action stars together was really cool it was it was like yeah I haven't seen movies like this in a while yeah and you know he's by the way, he did like six six of these uh, Universal Soldier movies. But then again, now at some point he kind of pulled the uh, Nicolas Cage and uh, Steven Seagal and just put every movie he had on direct to video. But I think I've seen a couple of them and they're not horrible. Okay, yeah. I mean, I haven't really, you know, uh, he did kind of do sort of like a new updated kickboxer film. Uh, I think it was called like Kickboxer Revenge or Kickboxer Retaliation, uh, where he sort of takes over the role of like the trainer, like he's training the next kickboxer. And yeah, it's kind of cheesy, this and that. But it, it, again, it really wasn't bad. Um, but I would definitely say, you know, out of the two guys we're talking about, I, I definitely think Jean Claude Van Damme had a a better career and you know the thing is like i can kind of see him maybe having a resurgence or something like that where steven seagal is just so far gone and so much of a joke like he's he's done (laughs) well the good thing about like van damme did have kind of like a minor like he's doing commercials now he's doing some uh beer commercial or something that you see him on tv Uh, Mm um which from what i hear from actors like uh the, the gentleman who played um, uh, Spider-Man's boss, uh, what's his name, J.K. Simmons? Oh, J.K. Simmons, yeah. Mm-hmm. He does those commercials for one of the insurance companies. He's like Farmers, yeah, yeah Farmers he, Insurance. Like, yeah. I do those because I make so much money off of that stuff, and I'm sure that's why he's doing it. Uh, in the early, two, uh, the early 2010 era, Van Damme was on the Kung the Kung. The movie with uh, the cartoon movie with uh, Jack. Uh, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, he was in the second one, I think, yeah, doing a voice. He was yeah, in the second and the third one. So I think he was trying to like you know kind of revive his career there. Uh, again, he did have some issues with drugs and whatever else. But if we had to sit down and say who's better, we have to say Van Damme was better than Seagal overall. I would think, right? I would think, and and I think the thing that's kind of like the shame of it is, is I would say if you look at the beginning of their careers. I like both of them, but for me, in the beginning, I would have thought, wow, Steven Seagal is going to be like a great action star. Um, and, and then he just got weird with the environmental stuff and the singing in the movies and just making his character so much larger than life and actually physically becoming larger than life. Like, <laughs> Fire Down Below, like, he's wearing, like, a it's like... Yeah, practically with like a big jacket over it. And he's supposed to be like this secret government badass, you know. And I'm like, dude, like that truck you're in, like, how do you even fit into it? Like, you know, and it's like, yeah, I'm not like a skinny little guy, but it's like I'm not going to go out there and pretend I'm the greatest action hero out there. Like, come on, man. He makes (laughs) he makes like John Candy and Chris Farley look skinny. And that's it's. Sad to say, but true. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And then, you know, you know, and I don't want to, like, get, you know, because this is, like, a fun show, a comedy show. Like, I don't want to get all political and stuff. There's the whole thing, like, with him in Russia. And, and I thought one of the funniest things was that Vladimir Putin was sort of like, I'm bringing in my friend Steven Seagal to, like, head up, you know, like, our big fitness program. And I'm like... What? <laughs> you should go get Richard Simmons, pal. Have you seen the difference? Get anybody. I mean, Steven Se- And he's like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get you all physically fit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, so let me give you – we had the top five Steven Seagal movies, okay? Yes, we did. Because we can only give him a top five. I'm going to give you the top ten Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. All right. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> All right. Number ten, Double Impact. Oh, that's that's uh, that was sort of like 
an action version of the parent trap where he, he played his own twin brother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I like the Lindsay Lohan one better, I think. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Kickboxer was number nine, which I was actually surprised to see. Wow, that's low. Yeah. That's low down. Yeah. Um, AW, uh, AWOL, absent without leave, uh, a.k.a. Lionheart, as they call it. <laughs> oh, Lionheart. Yeah, Lionheart was, wasn't, wasn't that bad. No. Again... He was like fighting, like somebody killed his brother, and he was going for revenge, and he was raising money for his brother's family, and yeah, it wasn't that bad. So number seven is a movie I haven't seen of his, JCVD. It's probably some Universal Soldier movie. Uh, this yeah, movie, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, JCVD came out. Uh, yeah, okay. So I never heard, heard of that one. Expendables mm. is six. Expendables two, which I right, thought, okay. I liked him in that, like you said. Number five, yeah, sudden death. I like when he beats up the penguin, uh, the penguin guy. <laughs> yeah. Anything that beating up the penguins, that's fine with me. The Pittsburgh <laughs> penguins, not real little penguins. <laughs> I like little penguins. <laughs> Just in case anybody's listening. Hard target, number four. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was. Um... That was his long hair days. That was just yeah, and he had like uh, that. That's that's when people thought he was gonna play Gambit. Because uh, he had like that Cajun accent, which he really didn't. It was it was pretty bad, but okay. <laughs> Number three, Time Cop, where he does the split in the kitchen, which is absolutely wrong, and I can't imagine doing that. But it's a great movie. Number two, yep. uh, Number two, uh, Universal Soldier. Okay, and, yeah. And then number one, Bloodsport. So I think they got it pretty accurate. Uh, I mean, Kickboxer was kind of low on that list, yeah. but you know, hey, yeah, it's definitely a top ten film. But, um, yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing is, like, you know, you look at it. We did a top five for Seagal because that was kind of it for him. That's all he could do. You know, <laughs> here's, like, ten movies of Jean-Claude Van Damme's that were pretty good. You know, there you go. I mean, <laughs> like, I think Seagal came out of the gate, like, real hot and fat and then just, I, I don't know. Can you, like, think he, of a, can you think of two actors now or, like, in the recent – uh, that are kind of similar to like Steven Seagal and Jean-Claude Van Damme? I mean, it's hard now because I think back then in the 80s, you kind of had this division. You had like action stars and then you had like movie stars. You know, you look at action films now, you know, you look at like a Chris Evans, who's Captain America. Uh, he did this film called Gifted where he's raising his niece who's this genius and it's this, and it was a very touching film. So it's like he could be Captain America and he could kick your butt, but he could do drama. I think he's I don't know if he's still, but I think he's doing like a run on Broadway now and something. So he's it, playing Spider-Man. Hard... <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, no. I don't think that show's even on anymore because <laughs> the, the, like every night it's like the risk of like an audience member getting killed. Yeah, it's um, but I mean, that's the thing is nowadays action stars nowadays are really movie stars that get themselves prepped for these roles. Because you look at like Chris Hemsworth, who's Thor, when he's not playing Thor, it's like who's this skinny guy, you know, because it's like he gets pumped up to play Thor. Then he kind of loses the muscle to do other roles, you know. Um, so I don't think we really have like those action stars like we did back in the 80s. It's like. Actors nowadays are really so versatile; they could do just about anything. Well, yeah, I yeah I saw uh, Chris Evans do uh, Snowpiercer. You see that? Oh, movie? that was a great film. That was a great film. Are you on? Are you crazy? I was on. You didn't like that? <laughs> no, I hated it. <laughs> okay, that's that's that that's a podcast coming up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, but like you said, you know, you can't see Steven Seagal doing anything other than what the hell he does where like you're right chris evans can do movies like gifted and horrible movies like snowpiercer um, great movies like snowpiercer <laughs> but he did do that other film didn't he do the other superhero film too what where is uh, oh he did one called push which push. was kind of cool yeah uh and, he, and of course he was johnny storm fantastic four but that was i think even role. i think i think even he wants to forget that but <laughs> that okay I know we're talking about these guys, but real quick, that Go wasn't it. horrible. It wasn't great, but it was definitely better than the the one that they re they redid, right? Oh, well, the one they redid was. I mean, I I don't even know why that movie came about. Like somebody somewhere lost a bet and was like, 
yeah, let's make a Fantastic Four movie where they don't even use their powers until the last 10 seconds of the film. <laughs> I mean, the best thing about that, the original Fantastic Four movie is obviously Jessica Alba, right? So, but it wasn't horrible. I mean, it's, it, it should have been made from D, by DC, but I mean, it's still not... By DC? Yeah, yeah DC. Marvel. Well, no, I'm saying DC... You thought DC made that movie. Oh, okay. You know, oh, okay. Were, right? okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to Seagal <laughs> right. and Van Damme. Yeah. So we've summed it up. We think Van Damme's definitely had a better career. It's probably more normal than what Steven Seagal is, even though oh, yeah. who knows what Steve At least Van Damme didn't go crazy with like the his being his own cop and whatever else. Oh, uh, God. It's it's crazy. But anyway, so we got it settled. If we had to pick out of all those guys, both of those guys in all their movies, who has the best movie? Uh, I mean, I would think that's. I mean, it's because, like I said, his Seagal's early films were were good. I, I would probably say very early on, I would have taken Seagal, but I think in the end, I would just say I would say Van Damme. I think he has a better resume. Um, you know, and, and like and like you said, he he didn't go nuts. Like we didn't see, you know, uh, Van Dam cop in Brussels. You know, and he's <laughs> uh, pulling people over. <laughs> I I don't know. I had to like, say I, again. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, you go. Um, so I have to say is that I I thought Van Dam has a better career. He's definitely got more be- better movies. More, but I still liked the Seagal first three over any. The first three of Van Damme. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely fair to say. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean the the, the one the one kind of like the big downside though for Van Damme that was got to be that Street Fighter movie where I mean I I just don't know. That, <laughs> I don't know. What again, I mean, but you think about let's think of the worst movie that Steven Seagal put out. Anything after after Mark for Death. Um, that that's not the worst. Like that's better than his worst movies. You know, Seagal's worst movies. Uh, I, it's it's pretty close because I mean, I mean, all right. Let's let's put it this way: the Street Fighter movie, it was a bad movie. But I think I can then kind of rewatch it and almost watch it as a joke. You know, almost kind of like a mystery science theater thing where I'll sit there and I'll make wacky comments, and it's like, hey, you know what? If I got time to kill, it's a fun, you know, it's a horrible movie. It's so bad. It's good that I could sit there and make fun of it and laugh about it. Well, put, it say, like, co- put it in this context. That movie was made Street Fighter when they made the Super Mario Brothers movie. They made that that horrible Batman Forever movie or the, the third one. There was mm-hmm. all the kind of this, and they all looked the same. So it was kind of made in that same that same way. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's kind of what we were looking at in the '90s as our as our superhero trying to turn our video games into movies. Yeah, and like, like I said, it's I, I think it's the type of film now. Like I would kind of put it under that guilty pleasure thing where it's a horrible movie, but you know what? I'll watch it because I'll get a good laugh out of it. Where Fire Down Below, I'm just like, this is a train wreck. Like. <laughs> Because the thing is, I think, and I'm going to think that when he made Street Fighter, I don't know, maybe he kind of took it as like it was a joke. So he kind of camped it up a bit where you watch a fire down below and Steven Seagal is taking himself way too seriously. You know, like, I'm going to I'm going to kill people for the environment, you know, like, (laughs) dude, come on, get a grip with reality. (laughs) We should have him start the show for us. Uh, Ooh, Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he would. He'd, he'd probably not environmentally safe. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's not environmentally safe either. I hate to tell him. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. So again, I think we have another actor in this genre that we kind of really need to talk about at some point. Um, sure, Mr. Mel Gibson. Uh, but I, I think these guys are trying real hard to be him and be, like and be Schwarzenegger and be Stallone. That it kind of like it. The tracks, they fell off the tracks, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think they definitely fell off the tracks. And I think, you know, Seagal's case, Seagal just went bonkers. And I think Van Damme just made poor choices. You know, he just took some roles that he really shouldn't have. And and that kind of really set him back. 
So he really should have played the Joker in uh, uh, the Riddler in Batman uh, Forever. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, anybody else, please. Um, or or Two Face. They can have him and him and Van Damme. Seagal and Van Damme as Two Face and, and the Riddler, and that <laughs> pie would have been a better movie. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, we, we, we never got that film. I maybe. want to find out. Know. Please let me talk to the people at DC. I can't do any worse than what they're doing. So let me Well, try. that is true. Let me that try. Let me try. <laughs> All right. So we talk a lot. Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme, a uh, whole bunch of other nonsense. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I'll be honest with you, Jay. I'm surprised we actually talked this long about these two I'm not going to say horrible actors, not great actors, um, but they can still both kick our ass probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I can outrun uh, Steven Seagal. Yeah, listen, you know what they say. If you're someone's chasing me and you, all I got to do is outrun you. So it's fine. <laughs> all I got to do is outrun Steven Seagal. <laughs> I think I can, even with my heart condition. I was going to say, yeah. I think, I think, I don't think we're going to have a problem if he comes after us. No, no. Jean-Claude Van Damme, I, I mean, I've seen it like, like pictures of him lately, he is still in great shape. He's so the, the ladies that's why me. he's my favorite actor. If he's listening, that's right. I love you, Steve, uh, John Van Claude Van Damme, uh, Picard. Um, all right. So anyway, all right. So let's let's wrap this up. You guys can listen to all our nonsense here on uh, Enter the Nerd Zone, which you can find on brothersandarmchairs.com, as well as you hear us on iTunes Anchor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Overcast, podcast, no cast, my cast, wherever you hear a cast, we're probably there. <laughs> that is very correct. Yeah, anywhere you can find a podcast, guess what? You'll find us. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Instagram. Uh, that is Enter the Nerd Zone on Instagram. I put up pictures of the uh, stuff that we talk about. Once in a while, I will throw up a poll. Um, I did throw up a poll about our last one about the uh, solo movie. And I kind of the question I asked was, you know, did the movie solo add anything to the Star Wars saga and a big resounding? No, it did not. Eighty percent said no, it did did not. And I know I think the other 20 percent accidentally hit the yes button. (laughs) My my son's Mm -hmm. roommate in college said he loved the movie. He loved Solo. So he was probably one of the yeses. So I'm sorry, Mike. It, not many people really loved it. I even told him that when I talked to him on uh, on uh, the Facebook uh, this week. So um, yeah, that I, Facebook's still around. Yeah. Facebook's, <laughs> and we are still around on Facebook as I plug that shamelessly. Um, so again, make sure you check us out, brothersandarmchairs.com. Listen to all of our stuff. Uh, stuff you don't need to know. Where Jay and and Diane do all the crazy comic book stuff and mm-hmm. Riverdale and all, Riverdale, all that good stuff there. I mean, I, I don't watch Riverdale, but Jay makes me want to, but I have so much on my DVR that I can't, <laughs> I still haven't watched. I still six episodes on the flash. Okay. So I am way behind on TV. Uh, I, f- I finally got caught up with Supergirl, And then I was like, Oh man, now I got to get, get caught up with flash and, and legends like legends. I'm Way behind on. <laughs> you know, the sad, sad part is I have like six things on my DVR that they're, they're on there, but they canceled the show. So I'm like, do I really want to watch it? You know? So Yeah, right. <laughs> I, might to, I might have to go through it. Uh, also check out uh, Nerd and Me. They talk about the 80s, uh, all nerd stuff, 80s and, and more. They, you know, their solo show was great. Uh, D- Jay and Diane's solo show was great. Our show was great. Um, all different perspectives, obviously. And then, yep. then there's Fat Guys and Little Coats that have been re- revamped, and you'll be hearing John and I talking about crazy stuff, and then you'll also hear Running Up the Score, me and my fat buddy Tom. So uh, check us out. All right. Uh, Jay, you got anything else to say? Uh, No, I, I think we're good to go. Oh, well, then I have to say, same bad time. Same bad channel. Don't forget, Batman, you could outrun Steven Seagal. I think he. I think he can actually. That's a good good point. Anybody can. Uh, yes, he can. <laughs> Bye, Seagal. See ya. <laughs>